Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. We're in this um, season, our season of standing. Everybody say stand. When you've done all to stand, stand some more. Glory be to God. Look at Genesis 1.26. Genesis 126. I'm gonna I want to take you in this thing here. You gotta start building spiritual strength and standing. Is that all right? Genesis 126. People don't notice 126, 27, and 28. And God said, Let us make man in our image and after our likeness, and let them have dominion. Everybody say dominion. Dominion means you got authority over all the works of the enemy. Now I want to let you in on a secret, okay? You are not going to enforce biblical authority with a weak spirit. You understand what I'm saying? This is important. And the church don't want to talk like this. You know, brother. No, no, no. You have an enemy. Amen. And all the offering people, at the end, we put it in a bucket. Some of you looking at me like, what do we do with this? <laughs> at the end, you put it in a bucket. All right. Listen to me. The, the enemy, you got an enemy in this earth. And this battle you're fighting is not people. It's flesh and blood. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I'm fighting people, flesh and blood. You fighting spirit, spiritual battles. You know what I mean? This ain't no flesh and blood fight. Like, we fighting one another. This is a spiritual battle. Does that make sense? It's, it's good versus evil. That's all it is. People like, you don't want to argue about something. You ain't arguing about nothing. This, this, thing, this fight is not flesh and blood. It's spiritual. They're fighting. We fight. We fight nothing. Listen. But if you're going to enforce dominion, everybody say dominion, over the enemy, you're going to have to know who you are in Christ. So a lot of people don't know where to stand. God gave you dominion. What's dominion mean? Rule and reign and authority over all the works of the enemy. What are the, now people don't even notice. Well, I don't know. No, you got an enemy. You have an adversary. The devil walketh around. First Peter says what? Walketh around like a lord and lion, seeing who can destroy. Steal, kill, and destroy is in the earth. So you gotta, you gotta take your authority. God given authority has been given to you to take it. You gotta stand in it. Now here's the problem with church. You ain't gonna stand in what you don't think you have a right to have. So we walk around defeated. You're supposed to be the triumphant church. Act like it. I know you are. I'm not picking on you, but I know you are. But now you gotta act like it. What you mean act like it? You gotta put it on. So the problem is this, well, you can't say, you can say whatever you want to say in the truth, but you got to be careful that you don't compromise in the arena of the enemy because you're getting pushed around as a Christian and you're not taking your ground. I got news for you. You got to win your battles in the Lord, but you got to be able to stand your ground. Look what it says in Genesis 1.26. Now, the church has to get an understanding of, of dominion. And God said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. Let them have dominion. Everybody say dominion. Say it like you got a little swag to you. Dominion. dominion. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean by that? I, I have dominion. No, that ain't got no, ain't got nothing there. I'm, I've got dominion. You ain't got nothing with that. You got to tell the devil, I got dominion over you. Quiet. Church walking around, you got crazy thoughts in your head, and you got all this stuff going on, and you all, well, what do I do? What do I do? You tell the devil. That's what you do. Some of these battles you got, you're prolonging it. 
Oh, you didn't want to hear that. You petting it and coddling it and playing with it. You'll play with it. Playing with these ideas. Stop playing with ideas and start rebuking them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm going to flow a little bit. You know what that means? I'm going to meddle. Pro, pro, I'm going to probe a little, probe and, you know, pick a little beep, 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 till I find it. Look, I'm helping you. That's what I mean. I want, I want to think like this. You ain't allowed to think like this. The Bible tells you how to think. Think on these things. Think upon the good, the just, the pure, the lovely, the good report. You ain't thinking on that. You're thinking wrong. And he said, bring your every thought into obedience, captivity. He said, if you ain't thinking like that, you're thinking wrong. See, that's what happens with God. God don't, God don't give us gray matter to go wandering off and getting in trouble. Genesis 1.26, look, just pop this up here. Let me see this. And have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over all the cattle and over all everything creeping upon the earth. You got dominion over creeps. Amen? Hallelujah. Did you get that? That's a bonus. That was a bonus pack right there. You got dominion over creeps. See that? And every, everybody say, and every creepy thing. Go back to 26. Let them see it. I'm scripturally telling the truth. Thank you so much. And everything that creepeth upon the earth. Everybody got, I got dominion over creeps. Say it out loud. All right. Praise God. Hallelujah. And all the girls said amen. So God, God created man in his own image. You got to lighten up today. You're wearing me out. And God, and, God, and God created man in his own image. And the image of God created that male and female created he them. That'll help a lot of people right there. Genesis 1.27. Let's just start the ball off right this morning. Here I am. This is why I got security. Hallelujah. Let's just stay here for a minute. If anybody's got a question about 127, you might need instruction further. And God created he, created he, him, male and female. Everybody got it? Who created that? God make mistakes? Let's say that again. Does God make mistakes? No. So now we got the, you got to figure it out now? Yes. See where I'm going with it? Yes. So you got the truth? Yes. Well, praise the Lord. Let's move on. 28. And God blessed them. Now, to, now write this down. This will help you. The blessing empowers the dominion. Write that down. That'll help you. Because people don't understand what that means. What do you mean the blessing? The blessing was the empowerment factor of what Adam messed up in the garden. Now, y'all know Adam, Adam lost dominion in the garden. You know what, that, you know what I mean by that? He went in there, it's like, oh, yeah, he, he, he was a real bozo. Because, see, Eve was deceived, Adam just flat out disobeyed. So he bozoed it to the top. He's just like, oh, I don't care, I'll do what I want to do. That's bad. Okay, that's just blatant messed up. It's all right, though, we got our own mistakes. But Adam commits high treason gives authority over to Lucifer, see it, in the garden, and dominion was lost forever. So now God's got man in the earth that he wanted to have dominion, but man has no dominion. And he's basically, what that means is this. He ain't going to live with God. He can't win in the earth. The guy's totally destroyed. God made him like him in his likeness, in his image, and gave him everything. Adam was God in the earth. When Adam sins and gives authority over the devil, he lost it all for mankind. And now we're doomed because of his disobedience. Okay, so I'm going to go real slow because you need to learn this. I'm not going to be fancy, just plain and simple, okay? So Adam is God in the earth with dominion, 
with power, with the anointing, with everything, right? He is basically God. He loses it all. God has no hope now with man because man's eternally doomed. Through one man, Adam, disobedience, sin and death came in the earth. Through the second Adam, we call Jesus the second Adam because he got everything back in the other garden. That's how Jesus went to a garden. You know, that's where Jesus cut that blood covenant in that garden. Because I didn't know where Jesus cut a blood covenant. You know that? He had it with the thorns. And he sweat great, he sweat great drops of blood. That thing, he shed blood in the garden. You understand know that? And it was really the sweat, sweating of the blood, the drops of the blood that he shed there. He cut that covenant with God. He shed blood to make this covenant perfect. Then he shed blood on the cross. Sealed the whole deal. But he entered into covenant with man right there. Because you want to know what happened in that garden? His will, he conquered his will in that garden. Every man and woman in this room, you're going to have to conquer your will one day. Oh, it's a dangerous day. I tell you what, a lot of people can't walk through temptation. Because that's the greatest temptation you'll ever face. Is when you walk in that garden and you got to face everything. You don't want to. Everybody say, you know what people say all the time? You don't want that day to come. You better be ready for it. Most Christians won't go there because they don't really go there, but you, you will. You got to face temptation right in the face and tell it it doesn't have no power over you. Right. And you crush it with your obedience and laugh in its face. Most people won't do it, though. They'll compromise. But you won't. You go in there and go, nope, I ain't compromising. Stand your ground and believe. Okay. So look what he says about this dominion thing, right? So now the blessing... Was what was on Adam in Eden. Understand that? So Adam had the blessing on him. Adam gave the blessing over. Then he had to get the blessing back through Jesus Christ. That's what we got through the new birth. We got the name. We got the position. We got the power. We got the authority. We got the blessing. Galatians chapter 3, right? Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, cursed everything that hangeth on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentile through faith. And if you're an heir of a Gentile, which is heir of Abraham, you're what? You're the prospered one. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentile through faith. And if you're heir, you what? You inherit the earth. Praise God. Okay, got it? So God wants, everybody just say this out loud. God wants to restore man's lost dominion. And he did. Now you got to start seeing something. So you ain't, you are not, you are not beneath, you are above. That's what he tried to get him to reach. See, when he gave him Ephesians 1 and 3, he's trying to get you to understand to what? To understand the revelation of dominion. I really believe the opening the eyes of your understanding, those prayers that we pray in Ephesians. Now, some of you don't pray them, but you should. Open the eyes of my understanding. Let me see. Let me know what is the hope of my calling. What is the inheritance of the saints? What is the seeding riches of Christ? All that. You don't even paraphrase because my head's there, right? What's he trying to get you to see? I need you to awaken who you are spiritually. Because the minute you spiritually discover who you are, you start acting like the spiritually discovered you you need to be. Yeah, you do. Now we're in this place. So now what starts happening is, what starts happening is I start seeing me the way God created me, and that's the process that we're in. You catch up to the, re you re basically, through revelation, catch up to what God made you to be. Does that make sense? So who am I? You are what that Bible says you are. 
But how many of you know, like Paul said, you need to get a revelation of it so you can believe it. Because I'm going to tell you right now, you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You want to know why God had to make you righteous? To give you back dominion. That's exactly what it is. Now, here's the thing. You didn't deserve it, but grace got it for you. Now, I didn't deserve it, but grace got it. The mercy got it. The blessing got it. So now you just got to believe and elevate your faith to the place of where God made you to be. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Why you got to be righteous? Because if you ain't righteous, you ain't going to receive that dominion, man. You'll forfeit it. You'll mix it. You'll mingle it. So now you got to take your place. So what happens when you take place? When you take your place in dominion, in faith, in the word of God, guess what you start doing? You take your place that you had originally been given. So why am I walking in the church right now in 2020 telling you this? Because the church needs to wake up and take its place of dominion that God gave it in the earth. And stop sitting there like you don't know what to do. You know exactly what to do. But the devil tries to bring fear and pressure in the earth to get you to be quiet and go sit in some corner and not say nothing. But I got news for you. I don't care if you go on national TV and say anything. I I think I need to go on there and just aggravate everybody for about two hours. It's one of them big things. I'm I'm putting it out there. One of those big news networks needs to have me come on. Yeah, just leave me there. Just put me on. We could have a little day. We'll sit down, and I'll tell everybody the truth. After the eight minutes before they censor me and pull me, everything will be great. Because they don't want to hear the truth. Nobody wants to hear the truth. Let me explain something to you, church. We live in a kingdom where the king, the king set up the rules. The earth isn't going to understand it. Stop trying to get them to understand you and come with you and your mentality and mindsets. Because let me tell you something about it. What it is is this. Well, you know... You should think what we think. Yeah, no, duh. But here's the thing. Until you get saved, you ain't going to think what we think. You ain't going to believe what we believe. You ain't going to say what we say. You're not going to do anything we do, and it's okay. We get it because lost people don't understand the language. See, we speak this kind of weird language that a lot of people don't get. They can't really understand the language we speak, not because the Bible said, and in speaking, they won't understand you. Jesus told them in a parable, I'm going to speak, and none of you are going to get it. He told them before he started talking, I'm talking in riddles, and you don't understand me because your ear has not the ability to hear because your heart doesn't want to connect to what I'm saying anyway, so why should I waste what I'm saying on you? You see it? So now what am I trying to get you to do? I'm trying to get you to pucker up, buttercup. It's not going to be the easiest road in the world. You understand what I'm saying? You're going to have to stand there and know what you believe and get strong in what you believe and stand. Because if you don't stand for something, you're going to compromise everything. Listen, I'm telling you, it's true. Well, what do you think about this? But you know, before you even open your mouth, man, I don't even know if I want to tell you what I believe about this. And you know what I'm saying. Why? Because there's promises in the Bible that you want. And I think what we've been telling people is it's going to be easy. There's nothing easy about the kingdom, man. The kingdom's suffering violence, and you got to take it by force. Does that make, make sense? you got to stand. Remember I told you it's Mark chapter, remember Mark chapter 4? Come on, guys. Mark chapter 4 said this sower, because it's, Go over, go, go, go to James 121. Remember we were here? James 121. You remember this? I left off on this in the conference thing, man. James 121. You gotta see this. You gotta see this, man. Changes of the heart. You alright with that? Are you pulling this in? Are you catching my spirit? You catching me today? See what I'm saying? Look, I'm not trying to tell you to go out there and argue with people in the earth. That's foolishness. You cannot, let me tell you. 
You do not argue to get people to hear you. you it shows you right here. Look, look, look. And she, we found this scripture today. You can, go, you can go in King James first. Let's just read it. Then we'll read it in the Amplified. She found a great scripture for me today. Lay apart this, this, this naughtiness and, you know, superfluity and filthiness. Get rid of that. Don't act, don't act, don't act all carnally weird. And receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your soul. Stop right there. Receive with what? Not weak, but meek. What do you mean the engrafted word? That means that word has the ability to connect and transform you. Look at this in the Amplified. Can we pull this in Amplified? Now read it now. Just stay with me. I go slow. I ain't, I ain't in a hurry. So get rid of what? All uncleanness and all that remains of wickedness. And have a what? Have a humble spirit. Humble means what? Now watch humble. Come on, relevant. Come on, worldwide relevant, global relevant. That's what I want to call it. Global. Ready? Here it is right here. Look at me, look at me, look at me. This is humility. Withdraw. Yield. See humility? Humility is the posture of the heart. It's not a... a Pride. It's like that resistance. What's humility? Yield, withdraw, surrender. Not weak. It takes more to yield, withdraw, and surrender than it does to get prideful. It's easy for me to stiffen up and go abrasive. Take something to withdraw, surrender, yield. Why? Because the only way to get that seed to take root is through peace. Just, you want to see something? You want to see it? It's a mystery, man. It's a mystery of the kingdom, and God ain't changing it. You know what he said? The only way to receive seed is through the peaceful seed of righteousness. You know, you know how God made the kingdom work? Through peace. If you don't receive the seed peacefully through righteousness, you don't get to get it. That's why he said, I resist the proud, but I give grace unto the humble. You see it? You see it? You th are you getting it? That's what I said. He said, this thing must be sown in peace, the kingdom. Because you can't, I can't yell, hey, you better live like, hey, you better do, hey, you better, hey, hey, you better stop that, hey. People don't hear that. People don't receive it. You can't change people with that. You got to peacefully just put it before him and go, show him the word, show him it in a loving manner, and leave it. The word will do the work. See, this is what we try to do with people. We try to conform people to change. The only thing you can do it is the word of God and seed, and I got news for you. It's how you sow it, whether people are going to receive it. It has to be sown in peace. And I'm not talking about this world because there's turmoil out there. I'm not trying to pseudo tell you what's going on in the earth. I don't pseudo preach jack. That thing in the world right now is stupid. You know what I just said? That's stupid madness. That's how the world responds to stu the stupid, crazy madness out there. You understand that? Simple stuff. The word of God should make, makes it simple. You should love people. Love, love doesn't do what's most beneficial for you. does what's most beneficial for the recipient. If you're looking at the skin color of somebody to tell me who they are, you're a moron. Quote me. 
This is the dumbest thing on earth I've ever seen in my life. If you're looking at somebody because of their gender, just put on the news. This lady, these, we were watching it. Ladies are being mistreated. Are you some kind of male chauvinistic dude? You need to go get your head fixed. What's the matter with you? Fix your heart. All this stuff is just on the news. Being mean, doing something. What's wrong with people? You understand know what I'm saying? People need their head fixed. But I'm going to tell you right here now, I'm going to stop. Time out. It should be simple in the church. Sad that we even got to talk about it in church. And let me let you know another secret. You should morally have a higher standard without God. I'm going to say it again. Without, I didn't have God. I had moral standards. You know that you got? Lawlessness and lasciviousness and craziness. And it's going to get worse out there. Thank you. Yeah. Preach, preach, preach. And then when I go stand against some of these nitwits screaming and yelling about their demonic agenda... Y'all go, why, are you so, why is he so rough about it? Because they're perverted and perverse, and it's going to get worse. And the church stands there and goes, oh, my God, look at this. You better get ready, baby. It's going to get a whole lot worse before it gets better. And then you say something about their pervertedness. Right. You better watch out, bro, because somebody called, well, you know, you can't talk like that. Yeah, okay. Problem with me is this. I didn't grow up saved. I was lost. I still remember how to fight. And I know how to knock you out, repent, God forgive me, we get back up and keep rolling. And that's why I got real secret security in here. You don't know who they are, but they're here, brah. And you can't get me out. I'm the Teflon Don. You can't get me. Nothing sticks. I'll get in and get out. Yeah, you like that, huh? I'm the Teflon preacher. I'm in and out. You ain't going to get me out of here. Can't stop me. They can't stop me. That screen can't stop me. This book, this book already gave me jurisdiction, liberality, and freedom. I'm taking it. You don't like me, you ain't going to like the book. You like the book, you're going to love me. But they don't want you. They don't want your book. They don't want your truth. They don't want nothing. They want puppets. That's what, you going to puppet? I cut the strings way long time ago. Ain't no puppet in here. Pulpit, preacher, bold, strong, cast out devils, heal the sick, raise the dead, talk about the truth, rebuke the untruth, tell the untruth, you got to bow your knee to the truth of Christ. Guess what? Get over it. It's the way it is. But you want to say, I don't want to, I don't want to get, no, I come here, listen, I came here to destroy the works of the devil. So did you, church. Wake up. You got a hidden enemy out there that isn't so hidden. It's opening its mouth. And you want well, I don't want to get nobody, I come to get somebody offended. Oh, did, did he just say he came on purpose to offend people? Yes. I come on, me and Jesus. He said, don't get mad at me. He said, this book's going to offend you because you're going to have to change. Well, I, I don't really think that's my opinion. Change your opinion. Your opinion's wrong. The book's right. I want to have an opinion about something. No, ain't no opinion. Thou shalt love. Ain't no way around love. Come on, guys. This is easy stuff. This is not me hitting a soapbox. This is about you standing. Because sooner or later, if you don't stand, you ain't got to say nothing. Don't tell nobody. You ain't got to tell nobody. I don't need you getting in arguments, but you better stand in here. I'm not going to get in that offense. I'm not going to get in that hurt. I'm not going to get in that disobedience. I'm going to stand even when I can't see. You know what I'm saying. Come on. I got to do that sometimes to plow through the atmosphere because you, you want to push against it. Look what it says here. Go back over here. Look at this. Watch this. 
Go to 126 in there, okay? With humbleness, receive the word of God, which is implanted. Look at that right there. You read it? Actually rooted in your heart, which is able to save your soul. Did you see that? So you take the word, and the word gets rooted in your heart. Isn't that Mark chapter 4? Such as hear the word of God, and that what? They don't become rejectors of the seed. They allow the seed to come in. Why is that? Because you're going to become a second Peter 1 and 3. Remember that? Pop that up there. It's going to help you. You could become a divine partaker of a divine nature. Remember we got there? Pull that in there. Let, 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 let them see that. It was 2 Peter 1, 3, and 4, I think. Look at this. This is so good. So now I got the word of God that can root in my heart and change my heart. Does that make sense? Do you understand that? Now where's that word? That Bible word gets in my heart. How does it get in my heart? Well, I read it and I put it in there. How do I put it in there? I believe what I hear. What was Mark chapter 4 all about? It said this, the sower sows the word, these are they by the wayside, such as hear the word of God. But immediately when they hear the word of God, because affliction and persecution arise it, they what? They reject it. Why do they reject it? Because they don't understand it. Why do they not understand it? Because they don't have the knowledge for it. What happens if you reject the seed that you hear from the word? Then your life cannot be changed. But what happens if I receive the word that I get and put it in my heart? It's got a root in it, and it'll take root, and it'll transform me from the inside out. Did you get that? It'll change your What's your soul? Your mind, your will, and your emotions. You renew your mind. You renew your emotions. You renew your will. What happens then? You take on the life and nature of Christ. But look what he says here. Look at 2 Peter 1 and 3. According as divine power did what? Given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. What power? Divine. Gives you what? Life. Everybody say spiritual stuff and life stuff. That's what it says. Power hath given on us all things. Everybody say all things. That pertain to life and godliness. Everything you need is laid up. Through the what? Knowledge of him that called you into glory and Virtue, look at verse 4, how you get this life, how you get this, whereby given on us great and precious, exceeding, great, what's that? Great and precious promises that by these you might be a partaker of a divine nature. Don't that sound like supernatural? Hey, does that sound supernatural to you? You want to read it again? Go to verse 3. Let me, don't it sound Supernatural. We'll look at it in the Amplified, too. Let's look at it in the Amplified when we're done. Look at this. Okay, now read it slow. Everybody read the Bible. Read the Bible. Read the Bible. Look at the thing. According, you see this? According as his divine power. Now, he said, my power. Name even you. You just sit tight. I got power for you to change you. Okay, I need some help. How many need some help? I need some growth. I need it. What? Hath given unto us all things. Doesn't it sound past tense? Not half new, but has already done it. Did he say that? Does that sound like Ephesians 1, 3? Hath blessed you with all spirits and blessings in heaven. Is it done? Yeah. It's finished in the word, ain't it? And what? How, look at this. Look, 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 look at this. 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 Woo. You better get ready. Woo. Look at this. Look at this. Look, 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 look. Look. You, can you see it? All things that pertain life and godliness through the knowledge of him. So this divine power is in the knowledge. You get that from the word of God. Now watch verse 4. Okay. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious. Where are them promises? Where are those promises? In the Bible. The scriptures are the promises. 
He said, the word is like unto a seed. He said, take that seed of promises and put it in your heart, and it's got roots to create and become a divine nature, that you might be a partaker of a divine nature. What's that mean? That means that anointing's in that book. That book's alive. When you read that, let him love and you put love in you, you start becoming a lover, baby. Come on, you know what I'm saying? You start putting forgive in there, you start becoming a forgiver. It's in the book. The book's alive. It's got root system that once you put it in your heart and leave it there, it'll change who you are. Look at some of you. You ain't what you used to be. Look at who you were a year ago, five years ago. Look at how you acted and responded. You got that root. You got a brand new root system. You got a brand new root system. You know, you ever like do that like at the house? You start pulling up roots. You know, they got crazy grass here. The grass don't grow straight up. Like, you know, it's like a root. It's like a line. Like, one day I had this, this thing, and I'm pulling it. I think it's like a vine, man. At St. Augustine, you know, you, you pull it, and it's like it goes over there, and it's rooted, and it's rooted, and it's rooted. You know, this grass here is crazy. You know what I'm saying? And you pull, and it's like a root system, and you got to go all the way over there. And I'm, I started over here, and I got over there. That's something in your heart. Start over here, and you wind up over there. You're pulling stuff out and putting stuff in. Jesus said, put new seeds in. Now watch this, though. Watch this. You see that? Let's see what the Amplified says, because I remember reading it, but I want you to get this. Look at third. We're looking. Check, uh, for his divine power. So, I'm going to throw something. <laughs> that don't get you going. I'm, gonna go, I'm just going to sit down. I've had it with you people today. Y'all quiet. and I'm going to hang out with Garth. I like him. <laughs> Can you read that? Is this good or what? Hey. Isn't this crazy? I don't know what all these other people are doing. For his divine power has bestowed on us absolutely everything necessary for a dynamic spiritual life. Come on, are you seeing this? Man, through what? Through truth and personal what? Knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. He got this thing set up. Mm. Mm. Got to get that Hammond going in here. So, hi. I got him a stand. Mm-hmm. Stand. When you're done, I'll stand. Mm-hmm. Stand. Hey, come on. <laughs> Look at four. Look at four. You got to see this. Four by these he has bestowed on his precious magnificent promises of inexpressible value so that by them you could escape from the immoral freedom that is in the world. That's how you get out of it. You stay in God. You got to stay in God in an ungodly world. Ooh, that'll preach right there. You got to stay in God in an ungodly world. What do you expect lost people? You, some of you people, I like to shake you. What do you expect the world to do? Act right? (laughs) Why these people? Come on, cut it out. But you got to stand for something so you can help them find a way out. They won't get out without it. They don't know how. Your friends that are lost, they don't know how to get out. They can't do it. Now, look at this. I got to let you go in a minute here. Now, pull this in. So what do you got to do? Go to Ephesians chapter 6, okay? Because I don't get a lot of time with you, but I get a little bit. Ephesians 6. You start with verse 10. 
okay? Because you got to stand. You know what I mean by it? Are you pulling this series in? You know what stand means? I'm going to say something. You might not. I've done this. I'm going to speak the truth, and you might not like the truth. Here's the problem with people. If anybody's going to get mad at you for speaking the truth in life and argue with you and cut you out because you spoke the truth, they don't really want to, they don't really want to talk. They just want you to, they just want to hear their opinions coming out of your mouth. And if you get that place, I'm telling you, it's, 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 it's getting to the place where we're getting, everything. And this is not just the, the thing here. It's like, you know, you go around, you get around, you, you, maybe your family or something like that. Hey, I'm just going to say this. Oh, you can't say that. Why can't I say this? It's the truth. So this is the problem with the church, man. If you're not careful to stand, you're going to start compromising. And that's what I'm talking to you about right now today. Because some of you are starting to compromise. Because why, why we're on this theory is a standing. This is not for what's going on in the earth. It's for what's going on with you with these promises. If you're not careful, I don't need that that bad. How long is this going to take? You know, I told them in the morning service, it's like going to Disney. You know what I mean? You know, you go to Disney, everybody been to Universal. This was like, go to Universal, like, praise be to God. You get to Universal, you're pumped. It's 400 degrees. It's Florida. You're like, man, I'm psyched going on all these rides. Let's do this thing today. Get you a little tag, get a little thing. Praise God, you know, you're universal, you hit the thing. And if you ain't never been there, this is what it's like. You get in there, you're like, everybody's geeked, everybody's pumped, everybody's gonna do big things today. We're gonna fly, we're gonna soar, we're gonna flip, we're gonna do it all, we're gonna eat soda, we're gonna have popcorn, we're gonna be lit, we're gonna get good, we're going in. Not the booze, calm down. We're gonna see, we're juice, we're ready to go, right? We're gonna go do this thing, let's do it. Get out in the park, right? It's 104, 104, it's eight o'clock in the morning, it's 104, nine million people. You're doing it, you're juice, you're psyched, you got, they got lanyards, cups, they got everything you do, right? Everybody's ready to go, whole team, let's go, boom. You get there, you walk across the thing, Hulk's flying, here it's like, like, yeah, I'm gonna crush that thing, I'm conquering that thing today. I'm getting flipped upside, this could be radical, let's go. Get there, go up to the thing, you look, you get ready, you look at this number, 363 minutes. How long is that in hours? The mathematician of the group goes, we're going to be here like five hours plus, okay, to get on this thing. You're like, I'm still psyched. Let's go. Get in the line. Then all of a sudden, craziness hits in. Can't have your phone. It's got to go away. So you can't distract me. And about an hour into this, you're done. One genius in the group goes, hey, man, we're in it for an hour. Let's just stick it out four more. What's the big deal? And it's God, because this is what he does. He shows you all the little shiny things. Here's God. Oh, you better pay attention. You're going to need this sermon. You better archive this one, baby. Here's God. Look at all the shiny stuff. Look at all the shiny things I can give you. Look at all the shiny Look at all the cool, you're like, yes, oh, great. Oh, this is awesome. Look at all the shiny things we can get. Yeah. And then he goes, biddest thou come, my beloved. Biddest thou come, come out. Is that you, Lord? Is that you? Yay, son, it is I. Biddest thou come, 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 Peter. Come out on the water. And you get out there. You don't know all the hell you're going to face going after these promises. You don't know all the pain you're going to have to face to face all these promises. And all he tells you to do is get out there. And when you get out there, stand. Stand in this thing. And just like that sounds funny about that amusement ride, you're out there now. You're into the, I'm here. Now what do I do? And most people go, it's too long of a line. It's too hot. Too much of a process. I don't need to get on that thing as bad as I want to go home. Whew. 
But now let's put it in God. How long do I got to wait for this body to get healed? How long do I got to stand for this promise to come to pass? How long do I got to press to see my mind work, right? How long do I got to keep on standing till I see something happen? How long do I got to stand on this promise of God till something changes in my atmosphere? How long do I got to stand in what I'm believing to take place in my life before something shifts just a little bit? You know, and when you're in that line, you're like this. I want to go home. I want to go home. I had it. And you go like this. Okay, I got hope. I got hope. I got a little bit of hope. A little bit of hope. It's getting back. It's like, and then you say, uh, I'm, I'm going to go home. And you take that one little step. And that one little step, that one little, I've done this before. I've been there. You have to, don't lie. And you're like, something move. Did something move? Because I'm looking for something in my natural to tell me everything I'm doing in the spiritual is working. And if you can just give me a little flicker that it's okay, I could keep standing, maybe. You got to stand. Look what it says in Ephesians 6.10. Look at this. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. He's got the power for it. You got to stand strong in his power to do it. Put on the armor of God that you may be able to stand against the pressure of the enemy. And look at this. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, against rules of darkness of the world, against spiritual weakness, high places, it's all that's crazy. Wherefore, do you take the whole armor of God? Hey, put it on. Put this. What is the armor of God? Put on the mind you're going to have to stand. Put on the right thinking you're going to have to get strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the right, we're going to have to be a forgiver. See what I'm saying? Put on, put on, put on, I'm going to have to be a lover. Put it on. He says a helmet. He don't want you running around with a helmet on your head. Some of you do. <laughs> Come on. That's, you got, you got, some of you know. Forget it. This, this crew. Wow. Put it on. He's not wanting you to go walk around with some like Roman soldier army clothes. Some of you do this now. Remember that guy made me the shield. Dennis. Remember my guy made me the shield. He made me the, he made me the stuff. Where is that stuff? Where is it? Remember he made it? Is it in the closet? Oh, my God. I had a helmet. They gave me a helmet. I felt like a superhero. There was a helmet. He put this mind on. Put on love. You know, Ephesians 4 says this. It says, if you so learn Christ, put this on. Put it on. Put on, I got to be a person of love. Put on, put, look at this. Put, pop it up there, right there. And put on the whole armor of God. How am I going to stand? Watch. Watch 14. Watch this. Keep going. Having the truth like a belt. Put on a belt of truth. Where's the truth at? Where's your truth? Put it on. Put that word on like a belt. 
Okay. Put on a blessed breastplate of righteousness. Put on, I made you the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Put it on. Put on righteousness. I'm not righteous in my own ability. I'm righteous because he made me righteous. I'm not righteous because I deserve it. I'm righteous because he gave it to me. I'm righteous because he gave it back to me in Eden. And have my feet shod with the preparation of the gospel. Funny how it's a gospel of peace, ain't it? Isn't that how we told you you got to sell it? Just put it before people. Here it is. Peace. Take one. Take it. Here it is. If you want it, it's here. If you don't, it'll be waiting for you. Peace. You got to have patience with people, man. Get some patience with people. Just give them some time. You never know when they're going to change. Above all, take the shield of faith. That's why we wrote the book. Because people don't know how to, because people don't know how. See, here's the enemy. This thing's a shield of faith, or I was telling Paul I messed it up in the morning. If you look at the, uh, the TS-2009 is the one. He's got the passion, but I said, the TS-2009 uses faith and beliefs interchangeably. Hebrews 11.1 1 in that translation literally reads this. Now beliefs are the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. By it we understand the world was framed by the word of God. Faith. It says beliefs. So this is the shield of beliefs. You're a, you're, you're a loser. Some of you got to get a good backhand going. I know loser. You can't do jack. Got my shield. That's not the truth. Oh, everybody else is better at this than you are. Your life is, you ain't going to turn. You know how many dreams, you sh shattered dreams, you think. It's like this. Let's do this. It's going to be violent. Don't get hurt. Here's the enemy's little suggestion. Everybody be a duck. You better pay attention to church. Right? Here's the enemy's lies. Right? You're a loser. You'll never forget my visualizations, will you? That's what he's doing. You got to shield the beliefs. Here comes his lies. These are, not, these are not mints. These right now are lies of the enemy. These are fiery darts. Everybody say fiery darts. Illustrated his sermon at Relevant Church. This is my shield of faith, my beliefs, and I got news for you. Just because it's God's belief doesn't, you better write this down. Just because it's God's belief does not mean it has become your belief yet. Because some of you don't have enough value for yourself. This is how it should be. The book's really, really good. This is your belief shield. This is your shield. And just like the book, it's a little bit easier for me to get my backhand going. Here come the lies. Sorry. That's it. You're a loser. You're never going to mount. You'll never have. You've been through this. You've been through that. You got to take this belief shield. Get out of here. Casting down. But you got to do this on a daily, guys. Otherwise, you'd be over there on a thing, pressed out, not being able to. See, because you got to understand something about the enemy. All he's trying to do is get you to empower his lies with your faith. Don't do it. Don't believe it. It's not true. Look at this right here. 
You just put that last part over there. Above all, take the shield of faith where you're able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Here we go. Watch this thing. Take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit. It's the word of God in your mouth. Keep the word. Speak the word. Speak the word. Look at this. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, watching with all perseverance and supplication for the saints. Watching. The Bible tells us to stand, and when we don't all to do, stand. What's that mean? When you're standing, stand some more. When you get tired of standing, stand. When you get feel like this is enough, stand. When you don't want to do, stand. When you've done everything you could possibly do, be a stander. Why is that? Because if you, as long as you stand with the truth, you stand in your position, you constantly will overcome. That's the thing. But you got to start standing. In the beginning, listen, man, the devil knows something about the anointing. The Bible says he fell like lightning from the sky, from heaven to the earth. He knows that you have faith and he has none. All he's trying to get you to do is empower the lies so it produces your reality. Filter what you're believing and accepting about you and make sure only the truth can come through. That's how you change your life. Nothing's over, nothing's, no. You can find a word, we can find a future. Don't let the enemy deceive you through deception. That's the only tool he's got. Don't go there. You got to stand against the wiles of the enemy. What do you do? You stand in the truth and you make sure you put on what you need to put on to be a life-changing individual. Now, I'd like to listen. This sounds good, but the application is going to start the minute you walk out that door. You're going to have to filter on the way out so you could function in the earth on a daily. Amen? Come on, stand up on your feet. You did great. Take that with you tonight. Let that thing change your life. It'll change your I'm telling you, it'll change your life like no tomorrow. I promise you that's the truth. Amen? When you've done all to stand, stand. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. If you find one of those mints, you could have it. Glory. Amen. They are not. They are mints now. They've turned back into mints. They are not the, uh, you know, fiery darts of the wicked one. Amen. They might help your wicked breath, but that's all they got for wickedness. Hallelujah. Lift your hands to heaven. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you that we're able to stand against the enemy and everything he's got. We know that you're faithful and able, and we know we're going to have a great day because you know why? We're standing in the truth, and above all, we stand. And we keep on standing in Jesus' mighty name. We pray. And everybody said amen and amen. You guys are doing great. Watch the show tonight. Get the book. Hey, listen, this is it with the book. If you don't get the book now, you can't get it till August. So get it or go back there and write an IOU. Don't worry. I know some of you. I'll trust you. All right? Come on. I'm just kidding. Love you. God bless you. Get out of here. I'll see you Wednesday night online. Praise the Lord. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.